latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. This week, I'm joined by young superstar, Jamie Doby, man of the match. Jamie, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's an honour to, to be on the podcast, Duncan, with you. Making your podcast debut. Yeah, exactly. The most important thing of the week. But. Aye, that's it. <laughs> so today, Jamie, I'm looking to kind of just talk you through your kind of journey to where you are yep. today. Obviously, you're the first player born after the millennium to play for Glasgow Warriors, mm-hmm. which I think everyone kind of hypes up quite a lot, don't they? Yeah. No, um, um, I've, I've been very lucky to get um, to, to be in the position I am and and be playing this year. So, um, no, it's, it's good. It's cool. And it's, no, it's a good wee stat to have, actually. And it's, I think it's not very often that you have people coming into professional rugby straight from school, but also coming in and then just get straight away making their debut. You know, you played Ulster right at the start of the season. You made your, uh, you got your first cap against Cheetah's first game of the season. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So obviously with the World Cup, I was I was fortunate with Ali and George both being involved across in Japan with the Scotland team and that, and it uh, opened up a, a few uh, some some spots in the first few games of the season. So yeah, I got a couple of good runouts for Ulster in the preseason and then was involved off the bench for the first five league games, which was cool and it was really good. It was more than I probably expected for the whole season and in the first five games. And and, and no, that, w- that was really good actually, so. Good, so what I'm looking to do today is kind of talk to you about how you kind of got here. Yeah. So I'm right in thinking that you were born in Inverness? Yeah, born born and bred in Inverness. So then... Well, no, not really. Well, no. Yes. So then, so is your family still in Inverness now? Or? Uh, yeah, so my, my mum still stays up in, in Inverness, um, so in the same house that I grew up in. So I lived I lived uh, up in Inverness for... Um, well, I've always lived up in Inverness, but I moved down to school in Edinburgh, followed my brother down to Merkston when I was 11. 11. 11, so um, I did my primary school... Up in up in a local primary school, just outside Inverness, and then um, moved down for my last seven years of school. So that was it. So for rugby, did you play rugby up in Inverness, or was it for when you moved down south? Yeah. So I well, I was a keen tennis player when I was younger, mainly a keen tennis player and golfer. And rugby was sort of like a, a bit of fun. I had some mates from primary school that played at Highland, at Highland. So I did a bit of minis, played a couple of like the local tournaments as you do. Um, but really tennis was the priority and when I moved down to school in Edinburgh I moved as part in part of the tennis academy all right okay so that was actually the main the main um, sporting focus as well as obviously the school but um so at that point tennis was my main focus and as um, I came went down to school rugby was a big part of the the culture at the at Merkston and I just sort of played it and enjoyed it and did it alongside my tennis for the first few years of being at school and then it just got to the point when my exam started that I kind of had to make the decision, and I just really enjoyed the, all the all the rugby and the team element. And obviously, wasn't thinking anything like this would come through. I was just enjoying my rugby at the time, and um, and made the decision that I, I gave up the tennis academy um, when the exam started. So, so do you think that's part of it? Both golf and tennis are very kind of hand-eye coordination, yeah, that kind yeah, of thing. Do you think that's part of kind of why you became a scrum half? And uh, yeah, definitely. I think. Um, Tennis did a lot for for hand-eye coordination and like movement and and stuff like that. And also, I was like the smallest in the year and all right. that. And that obviously pushes you towards the scrum half position. And that's sort of what I've always I've always 
growing up with and I've always been a scrum half since I, since I first moved to, moved to school in Edinburgh. And um, I suppose, yeah, but I think the tennis and golf gave me a really good uh, basis of skills, of skills for that I could transfer into rugby and I suppose as a scrum half that's key, so I think so, yeah. And then was there a big step up from when you moved from Inverness down to Merkiston in regards to the level of rugby that was being played? Um, yeah, definitely. I think obviously in the in the minis at Highland, it was sort of Sunday tournaments, that sort of thing. You might play yeah. four or five games in, in, in a day and it was all a bit fun, which I really enjoyed. And then when you move down to, when I moved down to school, it's sort of more weekly games with a, with a set team. It moved sort of, what was 13 aside back then? And, um, or yeah, 13, I think. And um, the games were a lot more competitive. You had your rivals at other schools, which you maybe didn't have as much in, in the tournaments up in the minis tournaments. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely the level of rugby that I started playing at school was a big step up and it was just, it was, yeah, it was a good good step though. Merkiston's got some, obviously like a pretty good rugby heritage. There's a lot of guys that come out of Merkiston that end up going pro and bits and bobs like that. Were there guys that you ever trained with, played with that are currently pro? Um, well, in, in my year, yeah, I've got a, a couple of boys um, that have um, signed well, academy contracts ac- across in Edinburgh. So both um, got Matt Curry and Dan Gamble, both of them in my year who I've played throughout school um, are both. And then other boys that have been playing a lot of club rugby. And then in the years above, I've obviously got Stafford who's here. Yeah. Um, Fraz Brown, he was, he was a few years before I joined the school. He right. was at Murky, but he's also another Murky boy then. Zach Mercer is down at Bath, so he was there in his final year was my third year at Merkison and obviously he was watching boys like that play um, play a lot, not playing with them so much, but um, but no, it was cool to see growing up, um, moving up through the school, and then obviously in the years above, I've got well Rufus is in the academy across Rufus here. McLean, yeah, so Rufus McLean. So your flatmate? No, 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 he's he's not the boy. No. I love it, I love it another academy boy but um so i played a lot with rufus when i first moved to school mm-hmm. two years played together and then obviously at the end of school when you play senior rugby the last two years at school played together so i played a lot with him so yeah there's, there's a few there's a few bo- different boys from from murky that um, i've moved through the school yeah sort of watching and then playing with at the, the latter end of it but yeah and then while you're at Merkiston, you got Scotland honours. Am I right in thinking? Um, yeah. So sort of as the the regional stuff sort of kind of under 15s, I think it starts. And then I was um, lucky or fortunate to play in the Scotland under 16 setup. So with like the reds and blues. So it's just moved between uh, to the reds and blues at that point with right. uh, sort of regional. So the I think I was in the reds. So that sort of the borders joint with. Edinburgh sort of region plus some exiles thrown in from mm-hmm. from down south and all that and that was sort of my first taste at um, well I suppose international rugby under 16 levels so we did a wee tournament down in Colwyn Bay in Wales and then my last two years at school I was involved in the under 18 program so obviously the regional stuff with Edinburgh and then the sort of Six Nations tournament is what they call it um, down one first year in Cardiff and the second year at Hartbury. Uh, Harper University down in, in Gloucestershire. So, um, yeah, they, that was two two really good experiences there. How did you boys do as a team? Um, so, first year, uh, we had a couple warm-up matches. We got gubbed off England at Murrayfield by 60 points and had a tight, tight loss to Wales also. But then when we went down to Six Nations, we had 
England first up and I think we well we ended up beating them 29-27 or it was two points something yeah. like that and I think it took them a bit of surprise because they'd, they'd beat us two weeks before by 60 points mm-hmm. but um, no we so we had a good start and then beat France a few days later actually so I think that was the first time in, in a long time under 18 level that Scotland had beaten France <laughs> nah um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that well, the doc uh, um, that was part of the team, he'd been involved with the under-18 programme for 20 years, I think he was saying, and he was saying that that's the first time he's ever seen a uh, Scotland under-18 team beat France, so that was that was good. And then our final game, we played Ireland, actually, and, and we, we beat them as well. So in my first year, we had a, we had a really successful tournament, actually. And then um, second year, so what was that, just last year, that we played Italy first up um, and we were beating them comfortably in the last four minutes or so of the game. They scored two late tries and beat us by a point or something. So I know that was pretty disappointing. But, was that at um, home or away? Or? So that was down at Hartbury. Right, so Hartbury, like all, of course, yeah. All the, so last year the it was sort of more of a, uh, it's a festival sort of thing, what they call it. So all the teams were staying at Hartbury, which was really good. So like it was sort of a we were all eating in the same place and that's so it wasn't so much like the the year before in Cardiff where we were all you only saw them for the matches really yeah. but we were about all the teams and we we actually did like an analysis session with the Italians after our game so um yeah there was a few of them that could could uh, break the language barrier and, and speak to us that so that was good yeah and then we also played you're testing me here we played Wales in the middle game and we we got Lost to them down at, at Worcester Stadium, and then beat Ireland in the last game in a in a thriller, forty two points to forty I think. Ooh. So nah, that 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 was good actually. So we we finished the tournament on on a high as a, as a team, and um, yeah. So there's there's a lot of boys from both those teams are obviously involved in the under twenties at the moment mm-hmm. in their Six Nations campaign. So it's it's good to see them doing well and got a good win at the weekend actually. And, and were you starting for a lot of those games? Did you score any tries in them? Um, I, yeah, so we, I started, a, so, um, the, well, of the three games in the tournament of the first year, I started two of them and they do a bit of rotation. Everyone gets a start. So I suppose, um, you get a start each in the first two games and then right. in the last game, uh, they pick a squad and yeah, so I started a couple of those and then in, um, my second year I started two out of the three again bench for the for the last Ireland game and I think I uh, scored one try out of all I think with the warm-up games included maybe nine games I scored one try against England in a warm-up last year at Billingham and we lost in a reasonably close encounter actually which is which is good but no that was my first try um in in a Scotland jersey yeah. including the under 16s um, which, which was nice and that no, that was good. Was it a, like a decent line break or was it uh, a little short snipe? I think, uh, no, I think I just picked up a, I think it was a move that went wrong actually. <laughs> and <laughs> someone um, made a line break and I was just on the inside and got a wee pop and managed to just get over the line there. I was getting chased from some big second rows probably behind Aye. me and, and, and did manage to get over the line. But um, no, that, that, that was that was good. Good. And then last year, when you are last year at Merkiston, so yeah. 20, I guess 2019, 2020, you guys won 18, these. 1819? 19. 19, yeah, 1819, yeah, sorry, right, 1819. Yeah. Um, you won the Scottish Schools final. 
Yeah. Am I right in thinking? Yeah. At so, Murrayfield? Yeah. So um, in my last year at school, we had um, a, a good cup run, actually. So we had a really strong team, quite a young team in my um, second last year at school. And obviously a lot of those boys were still there. So yeah. we um, had, a, had a good cup run and that ended up playing St. Aloysius on the, on the international pitch at Murrayfield. So that'd be December 2018 and um, managed to get a bit of a get a bit of a revenge for them beating us under 16s in the cup in the semi right on our home patch so that that was nice was and, that the motivator uh one of them no certainly um that we we got um stung a bit at under 16s when we lost to them and they went on to win the cup so obviously it was a bit bit of a bit of a revenge of Murrayfield, but it was a really a really good night and a good a good game and a good season to be honest it was yeah. a good uh, really good fun enjoyed my rugby a lot in the last year played with a lot of mates and as a, as a strong team, we were nice and close as a, as a group of boys. So um, it was it was good to be able to do that as a team. Yeah. And then in your last year of school, I think, did Dave come down and watch you a little bit? Um, and were you aware that Dave was coming down to watch you? Um, well, I think he, he came to one of our early games of the season, actually, um, against Dollar at Dollar, which I think he was, I don't know, I know why he was there, to be honest. I maybe saw or got told before the game, but I... I think he was just there watching watching both squads as a whole. And, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think he, he came along to that and he also watched a bit of footage of some of our other games he was saying when I met him towards the end of the year. Right. But, um, which was good with some of the other coaches. So, um, yeah. So when, when you met him at the end of the year, what was it kind of like? Um, yeah, so I met him a couple of times to discuss the possibility of coming across here next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this year was next year at the time. And um, no, it was really positive actually. So it made the decision really easy for me. Um, it was a bit of a no-brainer. So they they talked a lot about what their their vision as a squad, and and certainly one that I was was like looked good at fitting into, and what yeah. I thought would be a good a good place to progress my game. And mm-hmm. um, no, so I had a couple of good meetings with with Dave and also Jamie Dempsey, who's the academy manager, just to discuss. Um, possibility of managing like some university as well as right. rugby, which we decided we'd um, f- uh, sort of delay for a year. So this year I've I've not been, but I've got a place, hopefully at Glasgow University for um, study economics starting right, okay. next year. So I've been in contact trying to get sort of some part time study. So hope mm-hmm. that's the plan starting in September um, to be able to do that. Yeah, and you were academy contract. You were. Um Elite development player is it contracted? What is yeah, so and were you were you assigned actually to Edinburgh? Yeah, so I was technically in the Edinburgh Academy. Obviously, I was at school through yeah. there, and we we were very lucky at school. We had a a really good program. So we, uh, me and a few other boys that were in the academy, weren't actually um, involved in the academy and training there as much. We were still in maybe once every couple of weeks, just right. just for checkups and stuff like that, and to do some sessions. But we were lucky; we got all our S and C. And uh, our rugby, obviously, at school. So mm-hmm. um, I was uh, on a stage two, or uh, I don't know what they what they call, call the concept. Yeah, um, for my last couple of years at school. Um, so across in Edinburgh, and then um, had the opportunity to come across here this year. Came up and 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 made that decision. It was yeah. And mm-hmm. did I see that you maybe had some interest from some English clubs as well? Um. Yeah, well, uh, interesting. I I think there was a bit of noise from 
a couple of them, but I never actually spoke to any of them right, directly. Okay. I think there was a bit of interest um, coming, and they were interested. But like, I was I was keen to continue some like well university up here and and in Glasgow, and that that made sense. So I wasn't really ever thinking about going down going down south of the border. But um, no, it was it was an op- it was an option at one point, but it was never really. I was never really going to do that, I don't yeah. think. And, and when you find out you've got a contract, like, what is that feeling like? Do you, do you remember like where you were? Is it, or was it kind of one of these things that was kind of slowly building and it just kind of it was happy that it kind of happened and went over the line? Yeah, so um, obviously I found out from Edinburgh first that um, they were interested in giving me an academy contract over there. Right. And then heard through my agent at the time that it was... Uh, um, like Glasgow were possibly going to be interested, but I'd, I hadn't heard from them directly, and that sort of just developed. And then, obviously, speaking to came across to speak to Dave, and they they offered me um, the two year contract, which 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 is a the a pro contract, su- yeah, the the pro contract. So which is a, I guess it was a surprise. I wasn't sort of thinking of that at that point that it was it was going to be offered, but no, obviously it was a it was a really good feeling and um, an easy decision to make for me. And when you came here, did they show you around? Did they introduce you to any boys? Yeah. Was there so kind of a sales pitch almost? Uh, yeah. So I, mean, I was in Nathan's office just um, along there, um, and I remember Nico came in to say hi. Right. Also, I didn't know Nico at the time. Yeah. But his, his bubbly self came. My parents <laughs> were there as well, so I think they they got that they got that right. And Nico was was nice and friendly, and obviously Miguel Kellogg as well came in to say hi, and then I got a wee a wee tour of the stadium and and the facilities and. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good wee day, actually. Yeah. So then, let's move on to this season. Right, yeah. So, debut for the club was against Ulster away at Kingspan. Yeah. I think you came on That's after, it. was it about 20 minutes? Yeah, so I think that was obviously a pre-season, pre-season game. Pre-season so game, we had yeah. myself, Nick, Nick Frisbee, and Sean Kennedy, Sean Kennedy were all there. So, there's sort of a, a three... Way split as as you do in preseason. There was a lot of a lot of numbers on the bench. So I think I played uh, the middle twenty. Mm-hmm. So um, the last ten minutes of the of the first half, and obviously the first ten of the second half. So that was my first sort of outing away in Kingspan, which is which was cool. It was yeah. it was it was good experience. And you introduced yourself with an incredible try saving tackle. Not sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you're holding a man up over the line, picking him up, driving him back all by yourself. That's pretty impressive for an eighteen year old. No, nah, it was it, it was it was good actually. I think um, their nine made a wee run, and I don't think he saw me. And luckily, it was um, I was in their smallest man and our smallest man, and <laughs> I just managed to get under him and um, and stop that try. But no, no, it was a cool experience as a whole to get my first run out, and obviously a big step up. And I sort of realised at that point how how tough it was going to be and how physical and fast yeah. I, we were wanting to play. But um, no, that that was a, that was a good wee a good wee start. Actually, I like that. Yeah, and then you came back here and then played the, n- the week after against Ulster again. Yes, yeah, so we played Ulster we won. at home on the reverse. Yeah, so I think it was thirty six, thirty three. So I got mm-hmm. on for the last sort of fifteen minutes, and that again there was all three nines, and um, we we closed out that I closed out that game um, with um, yeah I think we scored pretty late on, and there was just a couple of minutes to burn the clock. So um, that no, that was good actually. Good, and were you were you on there right at the end? Yeah, to bur- so I was to burn on the, the last fifteen. Yes, yeah, so I was sort of learning on the move yeah. of how to how to um, be smart about um, running the clock down. But no, that that was good to get a bit of a bit of revenge because um, obviously they beat us comfortably across in Ulster. But it was you know, it was good to get 
good to get a first win out of Scottsdale. Yeah. yeah. And well, you've met Ali and George at all before they came back after the World Cup. Um, I don't know if I had actually properly met them. I'm trying to think. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I may may have bumped into them in different different scenarios. No, I don't. I don't think so. To be honest, like they were obviously away for the whole of preseason, mm-hmm. and um, when I was in starting here, and then they got back from the World Cup. When would it be? October time. Yeah. Sort of, and then they were got a bit of time off, and then they were into it, and that was that was probably the first time that I'd I'd properly met them. When they, when they came in to start training again. Yeah. yeah. And, and how'd you find working in that group? Because there's five scrum halves here. Yeah, You've got five, Nick Frisbee, Sean Kennedy, Ali Price, George Horn, and yourself. Yeah. So how do you find that? I see quite often you guys are sitting with, is it Mike Blair that you're with? Yeah, so, doing so, so, so Mike group? comes in once a week um, when the Scotland stuff wasn't on to, to do some specialist stuff with all of us. But no, it's, it's a really good, really good group of scrum halves and everyone's helping one another. And I've obviously got a lot to learn from all of their all four of the their games and and how they play and the way that they fit into Glasgow's Glasgow's shape and the the way they play and as well as a lot of individual sort of skills and and how they manage games and that so no it's it's been really good I've learned a lot I learned a lot in at the start of the season throughout this season from all of them from from training as well as watching games that they've been they've been playing in so no it's been, it's been really good uh, it's a it's a really good group actually so um, I've enjoyed that, yeah. yeah. So you've played for us seven times so far. Obviously, Pro 14 debut and first cap came away to Cheetahs, which probably wasn't the best. No, so yeah, so, so that, it was a bit bittersweet, actually. It was obviously a, a, a really cool cool place to make my debut, and it was, it was a good week that we, we had building up in South Africa, which is, which is cool. And then the game didn't go our way, obviously. But um, no, that it was, yeah, so I was saying it's bittersweet that to make... To make my debut, I think I got a decent bit of time to come on in the second half uh, for Nick, and um, yeah, yeah, they they outplayed us to be honest. We didn't play our best game, but um, no, it was, it was cool, to, cool to do that over there. I yeah. like that. And then this weekend, just passed against Dragons, you got your first start. Yeah, that's right. What did it feel like when you were told that you were getting your first start? Obviously, we do the team announcements, and the video yeah. comes up playing through who each position is. Were you expecting to be starting? Um, no, I wasn't expecting to be starting at all. Like it was, it was a really good surprise, and um, I, w- I was, I was, yeah, I was nice, nice, nice surprise to have to get that start. And uh, no, it was really cool actually. So I'm obviously I've played a few times off the bench at Scottsdale, but but to get that start and be running out at the start of the game with all the smoke and and the fans and that, no, it was really good. And then game obviously didn't start how I wanted it to, <laughs> throwing throwing that interception and. Opposite man's running sixty meters to score, but um, it was a long game, and I, I didn't want to let that affect the rest of the seventy-nine minutes left or whatever there was. So yeah. I had to just put that behind me and focus on the rest of the game and and, and not get my head down. Yeah, and at the end, you were awarded man of the match. I was sitting just beside you, about to give you the news, and the camera pans onto you, and you're saying, "Nah, it's not me. No way is it me. No way is it me." Nah. And um, all the boys around you are like, "Yeah, it's gonna be you. It's gonna be you." <laughs> Nah, I think thing on on Saturday night. I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of people played really well, and there was a lot of big shifts in in the forwards. Um, so I think everyone played played their part, and it was a really good team performance to get that bonus point win. And obviously, it was it was a good feeling to to get that. But um, no, I think there's a lot of people that should be given credit for that. Definitely, that's a very media trained answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. and 
Afterwards, obviously, did your Man of the Match interview. We've had a few guys who've had their first Man of the Match interviews and kind of stumbled over. I think Tom Gordon's an iconic <laughs> oh, yeah. one that everyone talks about. I remember that, Edinburgh last year. Yeah, so you seem to absolutely nail it. Obviously, I've never sat down with you and given you any media training, nothing at all. Just straight away just went into it. No, yeah, exactly. I just gave some standard answers and um, and mumbled my way through it. But no, no, it was good, actually. It was, it was, it was, it was nice to get that and be able to, to give that interview after the game. Yeah, and these last two weeks, you've made two massive breaks two 60 meter breaks both of them just come up just short so yeah. you, still, you still need to get your first try for us yeah that, that's right actually <laughs> so when we're playing Zebrae the week before I got got a wee break and um had my blinkers on and probably should have passed it to to Tom Gordon on one side I had Jack on the other side yeah. and both of them are saying after the game they'd both score I'm, I'm, I think I think um, one of them certainly would have so no that that was good and then um yeah, had a had a couple couple wee runs on on Saturday night, which is good, and ended up sh- Shinzi's one of my kicks, but ended up going well, and I think uh, Grant scored off a off a rolling ball after that. So yeah, yeah it was good, and uh, no, it's it's good good to get a bit of a run like that. So you targeting a try soon then? Uh, yeah, that'd be nice. I think there was one point at towards the end of the game where I think we made a break, and I was like, oh, this could be it, and then. Um, Aki got snipered a bit and he yeah. was stumbling, gave it to me, and then I was like, oh no, what am I doing? <laughs> and gave it off to, off to Hugh and he, he ended up finishing it. But yeah, hopefully at some point that'd be good. But there's um, obviously got George Horn's try scoring yeah. record to follow, which is which is ridiculous. But no, it'd be, it'd be good hopefully at some point to get one. Has he been coaching you on the RT intercept? Uh, yeah, well, he obviously, um, yeah, well, hopefully the intercepts and not throwing them is what I should be yeah, of course, on. Yeah. But yeah. So um, no, George. George's obviously um, got good vision like that, and um, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot like that I can learn off him, and hopefully at some point be scoring an intercept like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then this weekend, looking ahead to Leinster. Yeah. Did you play in the last game when they were here? No, I didn't play against Leinster. Um, when would that have been? Back in December, November. Yeah. So they obviously came here and they won a pretty tightly contested mm-hmm. game, but. Um, they're they're obviously a really good side, and I think they're unbeaten throughout the whole season. Yeah, so undefeated in every competition. Yeah, exactly. So they're they're hard to break down, but I think we've definitely got an opportunity. It's a tough place to go, but if we if we get our game plan right and and play eighty minutes of good rugby, I don't see any reason why we can't as a as a team and a squad um, surprise everyone, I suppose, yeah. and, and and win because they're obviously leading our conference. But quite a bit, but so that will be a good challenge. But one I think that can certainly can certainly be done if we if we get our game right. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. Jamie. We'll call it there. We'll let you get home. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very Thanks. much for thank joining you. me. That's an honour. Thank you. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast. That's all from Warriors Weekly this week. If you tune into our social media channels on Wednesday you'll see highlights from the third round of the SP Energy Network's Warriors Championship, which is being held at Scotston. Tickets are also on sale for our final three games of the 2019-2020 season against Ospreys, Cheetahs and Ulster. Get your tickets now at glasgowarriors.org. Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.